Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to Spiritual Weight Loss. Welcome back, everyone. I am Jennifer Foster, your soul coach. And just to check in with everyone, how are we doing? Can you hear the waves in the background? Picture yourself sitting here with me. It's uh, As I'm doing this recording, it's about 9.30 a.m. on a Thursday, Wednesday morning. I always forget what day it is here. I, I, I never know what day it is, ever. I think I drive my husband crazy. I wake up on a I wake up on a Wednesday morning and I say, "Hey, it's Sunday. What are we doing today?" Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of crazy anyway. Right now it's 9:30 a.m. on a Wednesday morning and it's about 80 degrees. And the water is turquoise. And there are these like pretty gentle waves rolling in. And uh, there are some seabirds flying overhead. <laughs> so join me in this space. Leave wherever you just were behind you. That already happened. It's no longer what's going on right now. So take a few deep breaths. And now we're here. Now you're here listening to something that will hopefully brighten your day and expand your mind and help you on your journey. So this morning on my, on my walk, on my nature walk that I do pretty much every day, I remembered a conversation that I was having with myself <laughs> around when did my weight come on? When was, the, when was the first time that I started to have a weight problem? And so I kind of want you to go along with me, you know, and thinking for yourself as I'm, as I'm talking. This isn't all about me. When I'm telling you stories, I'm hoping that you are yourself dialing into, you know, doing your own work. You know, oh, yeah, that's where I started to put on weight. Or, oh, I didn't, didn't think of that. So anyway, for myself... Um, it really started, I think, naturally uh, before puberty, but it was, it was because my parents were divorced. My parents got divorced early on. I was uh, six years old. And uh, the one thing that I remember is that after the divorce happened and I used to go away for the weekends to my father's apartment, um, I couldn't wait to get back to my mother's house on Sunday because every time I came home from my dad's house, she had something yummy baked for me. <laughs> it 
was, I don't know if it was out of guilt or what, but there were always cookies or a cake or a pie. And, uh, you know, at that time I was pretty young and I remember being upset about having to go to different places in the weekends and I was your typical bitchy preteen and teenager. But I remember always being taken care of and always being made to feel better with food. You know, I would I would pretend like I, I didn't have a good time and then I would go back to my mom's house and I remember going coming back on Sundays and just stuffing my face. And so I started to gain weight around that at eight years old. I remember getting somebody called, oh, that was the first time. Uh, this is kind of big, actually. Sorry if I'm jumping around. It's kind of my style. But I remember eight years old was the first time I heard someone call me stout. Like It's, it's even so weird. I, I, I vividly remember the moment I was trying on a children's jacket because a mom wanted to see how it looked on me and... The woman next to her goes, yeah, but she's kind of stout. Or at least that's what it sounded like in my eight-year-old ears. <laughs> and uh, from that point forward, I pretty much forever remained stout. <laughs> I got skinny at times, you know, yo-yoing. and But stout has been, I've always been a thick girl, you know. Which was okay, because I, hey, I'm, I'm African-American, you know, thick sister. Nothing wrong with that. Baby got back, right? That song made me proud when that song came out. <laughs> Before I had all these, I, I, I didn't like my body. I didn't like that I had thick thighs. I didn't like that I had this big ass that couldn't fit into Jordache jeans, right? Remember, remember Jordache jeans? Oh, the bane of my existence as a fourth grader. <laughs> Because as a fourth grader, I had back, but I had, I was already pretty, an hourglass figure, tiny, tiny waist, big butt, and Jordache jeans were not made for women with curves. And so I remember, I, I, my poor mom, God, so she would take me shopping because I begged and begged. I had to have Jordache jeans. All the white girls in the class had Jordache jeans. So... We would go, I would go into the dressing room and I would get the size that was way too big for me, right? Because if I got the size that was supposed to be for me, I couldn't get them past my thighs. I couldn't get them over my hips. So my mom would go out and get whatever size was way up from where I was. And then she would take the jeans, we would go home and then she would take the jeans and take them in on the side with the sewing machine. <laughs> And that was the only way I could have and wear Jordache jeans. And then, funny story for another time, maybe or never, um, I was standing in line. We were standing in line to go to art class in fourth grade, and the girl behind me had the flu, apparently, and she threw up. The first day that I wore my Jordache jeans to school, she threw up all over them. <laughs> anyway, wow. That was a tangent. So... When did you first start to put on your weight? You know, that's, that's uh, of course, one of the first exercises for this week, or another exercise for this week, is to journal. When did you start to put on weight early on and then later on in life? 
I remember when I was 16, it was the second time I put on weight because I started working, uh, my first job was working at Little Caesars. It's actually brand new back then. <laughs> and so, damn if I didn't sit around and eat breadsticks all day, you know? <laughs> so I gained a little bit of weight there. And, you know, so, and then, though, then it becomes emotional as you get older, or that's what I experienced. I started to notice a pattern that when I would get into a relationship, I'd be all great on my own. I'm great. I'm taking care of myself. I'm working out, looking hot. And then I get into a relationship, and for some reason, everything goes south. And what is that? If that's your experience, you sit down and, and, and come to your own conclusion. I came to a conclusion, which I'll share with you. But if that's also your experience, it's time to really dig in to ask yourself, what is that? If you get into a relationship and you start to gain weight or basically you stop taking care of yourself, you stop loving yourself, what's going on? So I'll share with you what it was for me. For me, it's pretty deep. It's pretty deep. <laughs> um... For me, it has a lot to do with culture and how I was raised to be in relationship. So um, the man knows best, the head of the household knows best, that kind of thing. Old-fashioned, and I don't believe that anymore. I mean, believe, I believe we're equal. But those, that brainwashing doesn't just go away. And so basically what would happen is that I would get into relationships and then I would give away my power get into a relationship and I get away my give away my power. All of a sudden I don't know what I what I really want to eat. All of a sudden I don't know what I really want to do or where I really want to go. Where do you want to go? What do you, what do you want to go out to eat? Whatever you like. <laughs> Coming to America, right? Remember that part? Sorry. I'm old. Some of you got that though. Whatever you like. Bark like a dog. <laughs> anyway, so what I discovered is that what was happening was that I was giving away my power in my relationships. And giving away your power produces many, many, many unfortunate side effects. And it's different for everyone. But let's just call it for what it is. It's painful. And how you deal with pain, however that shows up for you, if food or alcohol, drugs sex, porn, working out too much, not eating enough. Pain shows up, expresses itself in many forms until we deal with it. So I understood, I came to the conclusion and, and, and the understanding that I felt that I was obligated to give away my power when I got into a relationship. And that sucks. So I hated it and I felt like I was stuck and so I ate. So what's your thing? What's your big... Uh, by the way, that took me, um, I don't know how long to get to that conclusion, years. <laughs> so if there's something deep down stuck for you, keep digging. Keep digging. Because there's something deep down there for you that's holding you in a dysfunctional relationship with food and your body and the way you look at, the bo at your own body and the way that you treat yourself. 
And let's talk about emotions while we're at it, because since most of us are emotionally eating, we can't go on in this program without having this conversation. I love to eat when I'm happy. I don't really like to eat when I'm sad. Sometimes. It depends on what kind of sadness it is, (laughs) if that makes any sense. And I will share with you something that was kind of surprising for me when I realized how much I was emotional eating and that it was time to stop. I actually had a ceremony. I had a grieving ceremony for junk food. (laughs) I would sit with a pizza and I would talk to the pizza and I would say, okay, you see, you're no longer good for me. And even though I really want to eat you right now, I know that you're not going to make me feel better. And eventually this relationship is going to end. <laughs> yes, I've actually talked to food like that. That's how you, you find out how dysfunctional your relationship with food is. And however, as crazy as that makes me sound... It worked. I did it over and over again because, of course, the first time you do it isn't the last freaking time you're going to eat that thing. But the more and more you keep telling yourself, so, you know, and don't be obsessive about it, but just have the thought, you know, so this isn't going to make me feel better. And if you're at the point where you don't need the food anymore, then you can sit down with a pen and paper and instead write about what you're feeling. I'm feeling anxious and depressed and work sucks and I'm in a shitty relationship. And you know what? These three pints of Ben and Jerry's, they're all I've got. Been there. So have I been there. And it kind of tears me up a little inside now and it, and it kind of makes me raise an eyebrow because when, when, whenever did it come in that food would fix the problem? When did that idea ever? I, I think we're just addicted to celebratory. You know, we love to celebrate with food. And there's nothing wrong with that, of course. There's nothing wrong with going out and celebrating and having really good food. But there's a point to where it, that you cross a line and it becomes a crutch. Just like any other addiction. So when you begin to let go of food, of your story or your current story around food, you may actually end up going through a grieving process or realize that what you're feeling, that depression, is that you're actually going through a grieving process because food has been your friend all your life. It's like having an imaginary friend, (laughs) except you eat it. We eat our imaginary friends over and over and over again. (laughs) So I just wanted to share with you that the way I connected is that I always, when I would go on a diet in the past, I would get super bummed. Like I would start a diet on Monday and on Sunday I would be depressed. I would be depressed. Why? Because I was getting ready to give up all my best friends, the burgers, the the fries, et cetera, et cetera, in exchange for what? That was how I used to feel. 
So invite in the grieving process of the way things have been and honor that instead of shame yourself for the way things have been, honor, honor it. It's a learning process. We were lied to about food. So don't take it all personally. So I hope this was helpful. I wanted to explore much more of the spiritual side. Grieving over food and finding out the story, finding out your story around when does your weight come on? Where is the pattern? Yes, you yo-yo diet, but what was going on in the background during your yo-yo dieting in your life? And keep going deeper. And so please, please don't forget to use your resources, the forum. Join the forum on soulshakeup.com. Go to the spiritual weight loss section and you'll see everything broken down. You'll see the conversations that have already been started. And please add, add to it. And um, let's all support each other as a community. All right, that's it for this time. Hope you're doing well. As usual, feel free to email me, soulcoachjennifer at gmail.com. Peace out, everyone.